You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics Podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman, and I'm here with my co-host, McQuaid Arnold. McQuaid, how are you doing this evening? Uh, this evening, I'm doing all right. I've had about 12 hours to go over the Packers' loss, so I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of similar. You know, there's, there were a lot of strong emotions after that. You know, pretty rough showing, both from offense and defense. Um, I think, you know, we can kind of talk about that and... and uh, decompress a little bit just kind of get some thoughts off our chest and cover how that how that game went and how that ended and where the Packers can go next um so obviously in London early morning game for us here in the states uh Packers they go out they look you know pretty good in the first quarter they put up 20 points I believe was the offensive score only allow I think 10 on defense by the end of the first half and then just completely collapsed lost 17 straight points on defense the only points they score were on a safety that the Giants intentionally had uh, to drain the clock. And it was just, yeah, it, it was disappointing on, on multiple aspects, you know, especially coaching. It felt like there was just a complete collapse after that first half. Nothing was going well. And, yeah, it, it was just not, not fun to watch. Yeah, this so going, dating back to week uh, three, I believe it was, when we played Tampa Bay. Uh, Green Bay has scored a total of 20 points in the second half um, of all three of those games. And and those 20 points came all against the Patriots when we got by the skin of our teeth uh, against third-string quarterback Billy <laughs> – excuse me, Billy Zappi. Uh, and three of those points came in overtime. So, yeah. uh, you know, you know we're, not, we're not doing so hot when it comes to second-half scoring. It really feels like when this team is hit with adversity or they're punched in the, punched in the gut – uh, by the other team, that that their response to that is not what you'd want to see. They kind of fold or or roll over. Or um, I, I think the biggest thing that that we saw today was some some horrific, or just I'm not gonna say horrific because that's that's too far. But just some questionable play play calling. Um, when you get the ball back and you need, you have two chances, to either take the lead or um, tie the game, and you go, you know three passes in, in a row and you yeah. go three and out that is, and you're none of those passes are to uh, AJ Dillon or, or, or Aaron Jones it's just, it's rough to see. 
Yeah, starting on the offense, I just it felt like they really got away from what has worked for them so far this season, right? Uh, Aaron Jones only had 13 carries, even though he was averaging 4.8 yards per carry. A.J. Dillon only got six carries. He was averaging 5.7 yards per carry. That's been brought up a lot since the game ended. And it felt like, you know, the, the, the success that they had, you know, on kind of the pin and pull stuff, the outside zone, the pony personnel stuff, they, they kind of got away from that and just were never able to get drives going and, and uh, drain the clock and score. And it just felt like things kind of just snowballed, you know, from there. Yeah, and, and that kind of just goes back to, to, you know, when they get the adversity, not only do they kind of go away or does it seem like they go away from what works, but they they don't execute the new plan well at all. And yeah. it leads to what we saw. I mean, geez, Green Bay had what, two or, or, or three, three and outs in the second half at crucial times in the game. Like, yeah, that is not something you see typically from Aaron Rodgers led offense or, or even like beyond that, a Matt LaFleur called offense. You know what I mean? He doesn't, that's not something he's usually known for. So, um, is definitely so. I I don't think that the season's over. I don't think that we're collapsing. We're still three and two. We have we have a tough schedule coming up, but still some favorable favorable games. Um, and if we can get through the next f- two weeks, five and two, uh, you know we have a tall task to go to Buffalo. They they look hot, you know, in three weeks from now. But um, this team definitely has some soul searching to do. There's talent there. That's the biggest thing. Is there's talent on the team. Uh, we just need to see it put on the field. Yeah, absolutely. To, to your point, uh, the Packers had three drives in the second quarter. They went, or second half, they went punt, punt, turnover on downs. Um, and part of that was the Giants just draining clock with long drives. They had a seven-minute drive, an eight-minute drive, uh, three, and then a three-minute drive in, in that second half. And it just, just stuff kind of, like I said, it, it snowballed. It felt like just things built one on top of the other. Um, shifting over, you know, to, to the defense a little bit, um, it, it kind of, things just kind of fell apart. It felt like, you know, there, especially in the first half, it felt like there were stretches where they were holding the Giants defense. They were stopping Saquon Barkley, you know, it felt good. The run defense looked decent. Um, but then they would just give up, you know, pass plays and, and especially, you know, third down and longs, they were letting the Giants convert those, which was, which has been uncharacteristic for them this season. They've normally been very good on third and longs. And so just, it felt like a complete breakdown and, and, you know, it's the, the optimist, the optimist in me wants to say, well, it's a, you know, a, they've never been on a road trip this long. Maybe they just hit a wall in the second half and that, that, that was it. But I, I think that this is, this is just, it just, if that did happen, it just exacerbated issues that were already there, right? Getting away from, you know, what has worked, you know, getting off script offensively and then defensively just, it, it feels like, I, I kind of wrote about this on Twitter a little bit. It feels like they're just not playing fast. Like they've got so they've got a like a bunch of four two and four three guys out there, and they're they're playing like they've got four nine and five second flat guys out there. You know, and, you know, and that is really funny that you said that because today I saw I, I forget what play it was, but I saw uh, Quay Walker fly across the middle of the field to tackle. It was either Saquon Barkley or, or Daniel Jones. It was one of the two. Uh, fly across the middle of the field to, to tackle him for a seven-yard gain. But that's not what we're looking for. Yeah. Right so I, I agree 100%. We got a bunch of guys flying around on defense, but but it kind of brings you back to Blake Martinez or even throw mm-hmm. way back with Nick Barnett. They're great at tackling 
five, six, seven yards down the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will, I will shout out special teams looked great today. Um, they even, you know, they had a chance at a game changing play, you know, the, the giants fumbled it. They just couldn't Keyshawn Nixon couldn't quite recover. But other than that, I mean, they looked great. Rudy Ford was back out there with Adrian Amos back starting at safety. You know, everything looked, um, pretty much, you know, really good. I mean, I think there was, there was one fumble by, uh, Amari Rogers that ended up bouncing our way, but that was pretty much the only blemish on the special teams. It was it was really nice to see them out there and then just again building on that, you know, sustained it, it, competence. I know, I'm not ready to call it a good special teams unit yet, but they they feel competent at this point in the season. And at this point, you know, even from even if you're not a a, a just uh, hurt Packers fan over the last few years by the special teams, even if you're a normal football fan. That's what you want to see is your special teams yeah. that will not lose games for you. I don't think there's any fan out there that actually relies on special teams, at least on a consistent basis, to win you games. Uh, I mean, at least probably not since Devin Hester and the Bears, um, at least on a consistent basis like that. So you just want a special team that's not going to lose you games. And so far, that's exactly what this, this special team has done for Green Bay. Um, Virg Pisacci has been everything that we wanted him to be. Yeah. And more is, you know, regular season and beyond. Um but yeah, that you mentioned that fumble uh, to see that one go out of bounds, and and of course from the the camera angle, it looked like he hopped on it right at the last second. But then you know the corner TV, you see the ball kind of skirt out. So yeah, yeah that was brutal, and it was uh, you know game changing, or you know could have been game changing at the time. So um, there's a, there's some good things to take away from this game. You know, Randall Cobb was one yard shy of a hundred yard game, and and. Um, looked, yeah, he looks good out there. Good out there, um, but but it, it hurts that much, or it, yeah, it's that much more painful when you feel like it was a play calling rather than the team on the field, and that's what it felt like today. Yeah, the, let, let's go over that a little bit. So you know, there's been a lot of you know tr- people trying to you know tr- express you know who they think is to blame, whether it was Aaron Rodgers, whether it was the rest of the players around him the wide receivers, whether it was the coaching staff. Do you, do you think, at least on offense, we'll go go to defense in a minute, but on offense, do you attribute it mostly to the coaching staff? Yeah, I, I do just in the sense of running. I think this is a third or fourth week in a row or, or you know, three out of four weeks, whatever it is, that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon don't have combined for 20 touches or at yeah. least 25 touches. And that is is a sin, should be a sin for this offense. Um, Aaron Jones, it seems like every time he touches the ball, he's gaining yards, gaining three, four, five yards. Um, AJ Dillon may start the game with, with some tough one, you know, two yard runs, maybe held up a line of scrimmage, but he's the kind of player that will wear down that defensive line. And those one and two yard gains will turn into seven, eight yard gains by the end of the game. So that's, that's what you got to focus on when you're on, uh, from my perspective, which is you know, nowhere near the qualifications of Matt LaFleur, but from my perspective, right, utilizing your best two players on the field with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon yeah. um, makes sense. And the fact that they're not even getting like if we if we were giving them opportunities or enough opportunities and we were losing by it, that's one thing. We're not even giving them opportunities. Um, and I really think this game mm-hmm. would have been different. And anyway, I'm sure I'm sure you saw the article, or you saw that the video, but Aaron Jones, you know, was pretty adamant on saying that he would have got that first down if, if they would have given yeah. him. Him and AJ Dillon, two chances from third and two and fourth and two, and said this, and said they pass it twice. So, um, I, I didn't I didn't take anything by that 
sure. interview as malicious or anything even you know anything like that i think he was just answering a, an honest question um but but he's, he's not wrong he's not wrong and, and i think that for offensive side of the ball play calling is, is a big part of it yeah yeah i i think that it's kind of a mix you know just the way the offense is built right where where matt lafleur they're they're going to trust Aaron Rodgers to get them into calls that he believes are favorable and i the giants did their defense it, it's built around like playing a single high safety and just stacking the box and so there there were some there were a lot of situations where you know it wasn't a favorable run look i think that kind of where where i have issue with the coaching staff is you know find ways to to attack that there it just a loaded box you know there's different you can attack that even in the running game right that that pin pull scheme like i mentioned like yep. i didn't i hardly saw them run that at all and that's the kind of thing that can outflank the, those defenses that are kind of getting a lot of bodies in, in that box. Um, I mean, I, I was just thinking this week how cool it would be if, you know, Matt LaFleur tried to, you know, get, get another tight end in there, basically run like a 22 personnel set with the pony package in there and try to see, you know, where does the defense go to like its base three, four or four, three or whatever its system is. And then try to get her and like, flex Aaron Jones out in the slot and try to get him matched up with a linebacker and run like actual routes with him. It feels like the pony package, I feel like it, it's almost a not a borderline novelty at this point. Like I don't feel like they fully explored what you can do with it. And, and that's something I'm, I'm hoping and kind of expecting them to do in the upcoming weeks, but they just, yeah, just stuff wasn't, wasn't good enough this week. Just wh- whether it was Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFour or whatever. It just feels like such polar opposites. I mean, I think that every Packers fan was was blown away, or or at least their eyes opened a little bit when they had that two fakes, double end around, whatever it was, to touchdown to Mercedes Lewis to go yeah. up seven, to go up seventeen to three. That was Matt Lafleur reaching deep in his bag of tricks and pulling out this 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 wicked play that worked to perfection and got Green Bay up by two scores. And then, you know, we're 45 minutes later, uh, hour later, whatever it is, we're calling three straight pass plays, each one of them deflected yeah. their, their, their standard slant routes or, or whatever, you know, whatever. The, their, I think one was a go. They just had, they just had told Randall Cobb, just run straight on the field. We're going to throw it to you. Like, that's not what this, this, this offense is predicated on, especially with Randall yeah. Cobb with that. And that, that should be Christian Watson or someone give, given that kind of chance. But, it was it was brutal to see that the such a drastic difference in play calling from one half to the other half, and um, of course it's going to come down to player execution. It always does, but uh, you really feel like they could have been set up in a better, better position with better play calling. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of you know coaching and play calling, uh, we're going to talk about the defense in just a minute. Uh, before we do that, just want to take a break for some messages from our sponsors. We will be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back talking what the defense was doing or, you know, what they were not doing uh, against the Giants in, in the London game. Man, like like I said, it just felt like stuff kind of fell apart, right? I, I think that at the beginning, I, I kind of... They, they were doing, I think, what a lot of fans wanted them to do. Barry was stacking the box, getting extra safeties down in there, playing in base personnel, not going to nickel. And then they just started, like, giving up explosive plays. Um, part of it is obviously on the personnel. You know, there was – Quay had at least one big mis- miscommunication. Um, they did allow a really lo- a long run from Saquon Barkley and Wildcat where they just got outgapped. Uh I'll have to look back at that and see if that was more schematic or personnel or what. Um, there were ish- Darnell Savage had a really rough game today, man. He was just getting picked on. It felt like, and uh, th- there was just a, there was a lot of going wrong. But I think my, you know, I I've kind of been I've tried to be patient with Joe Barry more than a lot of other people are because uh, I I like some of the stuff that he's done in the past. You know, last year and this year, I've liked what he's done on third downs. I feel like it's fairly creative. But at this point, I just feel like. The, the, like I said earlier, the Packers are not playing fast. They're not playing confident. And at some point that falls on, on the coaching staff to, to fix that. You know, they, they should not be playing this. It, it feels passive. Like they're just reacting. They're, they're always a step slow. You know, they aren't, they aren't dictating what the offense is doing enough. And that's, that falls on the coaching staff. I think you know, to, to, just to, to kind of reiterate the the poor defensive play today, um, I think it's highlighted by two by two players, um, Rasul Douglas and Darnell Savage. Both of them yeah. had very 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 rough games today. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, you know, I I, I don't know if I saw more someone penalized, uh, um more than Rasul Douglas. I, I believe he had two or three holding penalties. And on top of that, he had a yeah. uh, horrible, unnecessary roughness, roughness penalty late in the fourth quarter that helped, that led to the Giants scoring a touchdown. 
Um, Rasul had a bad, bad game. And then, yeah, I mean, Darnell Savage did himself no favors today. Uh, he's really gone from, you know, that, that, that blossoming rookie to someone that might not even make it out of his rookie contract in Green Bay. But, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, he, he got crossed. To highlight everything else, he got crossed over by Daniel Jones in the open field. And that's just – or maybe it was Saquon Barkley. So maybe it was still – he got crossed over in the open field and, and it was late in the game and uh, um, rough game for both of them. And those two are two of your biggest players in the, the secondary. If they're getting – if they're having rough days, then your defense is going to have a rough day. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think that kind of the turning point in the game felt like it was right towards the end of the uh, second quarter – the Giants, you know, they were down 17-3. to um, And on first down, uh, Packers' Jaron Reed sacks Daniel Jones for seven yard, a seven-yard loss, you know, uh, forces a fumble. Even though the Giants recover, they're, you know, they're in, in a hole. And then a defensive holding call by Rasul Douglas gives him a first down. And, like, the very next play, Saquon Barkley has a big 40-yard run. Yep. And then and on the field goal, at the beginning of the second half, it kind of a similar situation. Uh, Jones was sacked by Rashawn Gary, and then Darnell Savage has a defensive holding call that gives him a first down and allows that drive to continue. It's kind of it's kind of crazy because last week uh, against the Patriots, right, we had that sack by uh, Dean Lowry and I think it was Pre- Preston Smith. I think he had like a, they had a hat. They split a sack between them, yeah. um, but Kenny Clark got called for like. Uh, I can't remember the exact penalty. Um, unsportsmanlike conduct. 15 yards, first down, and they were able to score on that drive. And it just feels like the, those discipline mistakes, like it was insane the amount of penalties that Darno Savage and Rasul Douglas had in between them. At least it felt like that in the moment. I think there were probably five or six penalties between the two, and that's just not acceptable. Yeah, especially for someone, you know, you, you brought up – this secondary was the strength of this defense last year, and and uh, not to say that we didn't have a pass rush last year, but we did not have we did not have a man who is just destroying offensive lines by himself in Rashawn Gary, and then mm-hmm. the support that, that he, he's had this year. This pass rush this year is definitely better, <coughs> excuse me, than, than it was last year. But this secondary is definitely struggling, and and it does those two things don't correlate. Usually, when you have a good pass rush your secondary reaps those benefits. So it's really frustrating to see. Um, and if they don't get their stuff figured out soon, they're going to be going to, to Buffalo in three short weeks against <laughs> not Bailey Zappi, against not yeah. Daniel Jones. I mean, that's going to be a rough, rough game if, if this secondary doesn't figure it out. So yeah. um, Jerry Gray, right? I, I get that there's a bunch of you know, people out there calling for for Joe Barry's head, but Jerry Gray, the def- defensive backs coach, he's got to figure something out. Do do with the, with the defensive backs what Adam Senevich does every single year with the offensive line. Rotate yeah. them out, no matter who's out there. Get quality play, uh, and that's been you know Achilles' heel for this defense so far. Yeah, definitely. I mean, on defense, it just feels like something needs to change, whether they need to simplify it. I mean, run more man coverage, right? That's like the almost the most the simplest call you can have as a defensive coordinator. Just, you know, you get this man, cover him. And, yeah. you know, if they try that more, maybe you get guys playing faster, you know, you blitz a little bit more, um, get, get force the issue with the offense. I mean, I'd love to see that kind of thing. I think that could really help build confidence. I kind of been, I've been throwing around this pet theory that the, the week one, you know, buzzsaw that Justin Jefferson took to the Packers 
defense yep. really kind of blew up their confidence, right? We heard all all offseason in training camp, you know, they were flying around, they were super confident. And then after that game, I mean, other than, you know, some isolated spurts, you haven't really seen that. And so I think that they need to find a way to get back to that, whether that's play calling, whether, you know, the coaching staff and the team, the player, the unit leaders need to sit down and just talk and figure out what needs to happen. You know, something needs to change on that side of the ball. I really think that both offense and defense need to play every game like it's the first half of the game. Just do that. Do that. <laughs> we'll be a Super Bowl team. That's yeah, and, that's and don't we get penalties on sacks. That, yeah, that, there, you that's the there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. Well, was was there anything else you wanted to mention before we got out of here? No, that was it. Uh, you, you know, Green Bay has two games in a row now. They got they got uh um at home against the Jets and then in Washington to play the Commanders and those are two yeah. winnable games. And I don't think that where we are right now is as bad as where we were when Aaron Rodgers had his famous, his infamous uh, R-E-L-A-X, relax. And then they went on a run all the way to the NFC Championship game. So yeah. I don't think we're that bad yet. This team is still gelling. They have a lot of talent. Um, this hurts. This hurts. <laughs> but, but I don't think the season's over. Yeah, it's far from over. We've still got, uh, what, 12 games left, I think? Yep. yep. Um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of time, you know, I know that people are feeling down about pretty much everything besides the special teams at this point, but a lot can happen in, in 12 more games. And so, you know, I, I one, one last thing I did want to mention, I thought the defensive line played, played pretty well today. The interior defensive line, Jaron Reed was getting into the yep. backfield. Um, TJ Slayton was a monster in the run game from yep. what I saw. I'm looking forward to rewatching him, his game uh, once I get, once we get the all 22, but yeah, I think that there there is a path forward for the Packers to improve. You know, they just need to take steps to get there and make those improvements. Um, so I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network, and we will see you again soon.